shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. As much as we'd like to think that all is peachy teen with our world... The truth is, we continue to face many challenges as a global society. One of the problems that we have yet to eradicate is abuse in our homes. Hopefully, by bringing this issue to light on a positive platform, we can begin to effectively combat it. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is Domestic Violence Awareness. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have a powerful program in store for you today as we delve into the issue of domestic violence like never before. We're going to examine this topic from multiple angles as we get you in the know about all that qualifies as abuse and all the ways you can take a stand against it. It's safe to say that there are many common misconceptions about domestic violence. What we need to remember is that abuse can occur within all age ranges. It can be physical, verbal, or emotional, and it can happen to either gender. That's totally right. It not only happens to women, but it also happens to men. There are relationships where the man is abusive towards the woman, but there are instances where the woman is the abusive partner. And this crime is running rampant throughout the nation. And I think that we as human beings need to rally together to save each other because I think no individual, actually, I'm pretty sure everybody believes this, but no individual is allowed to have power over someone to the point where that person's will and spirit are broken. And I think, yeah, because according to the Bureau of Justice statistics from the year 2003 to 2012, domestic violence accounted for 20, 21% of all violent crime. And I was like, that is just way too high. That's way too high. And I found a number where it says 960,000 domestic violence incidents happen each year. Like each year, 960,000 people are being domestically abused. Wow, wow. that's a stunning figure. And you know, when you mentioned that we all should have an idea that no one is allowed to have power over another individual, I agree that I think we all kind of intuitively know that. But that's where this issue comes up of if we want to be a bystander or an upstander, if we're going to, you know, stand up for that woman or that man being abused, or we're just going to turn a blind eye to it. And I think, unfortunately, these really stunning figures illustrate the fact that more and more people are unfortunately turning a blind eye to this. Yeah, nobody's paying. I mean, you see it happen. You see it in the news all the time, but you're not, you don't really hear about people, you know, like um, just taking a stand against it. You don't hear about people having rallies against it or, um, you know, 
I hear about some groups um, raising funding to help, you know, create awareness, but I think that we need to do more about this. Yeah, you know what's great is that the Indiana Criminal Justice Institute's Victim Services Subcommittee actually approved more than $1.2 million in additional funding for 48 domestic violence shelters in that state. And I think that's definitely a model that more states need to follow because, as you mentioned, it's happening all over America and all over the world, but no one's doing much about it. And I think part of the problem is that we tend to associate domestic violence strictly with physical abuse. And I hope that that's one sort of misconception that we can eradicate on this show because that's really not the case. There's verbal, there's emotional abuse that really can have even greater lasting impact sometimes. And what's sad is is that it, you have the emotional abuse, but it just, it starts out that way as just emotional abuse because, you know, then the partner will say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be that way. Um, I'll do better next time. And then it starts to get into the point where it's physical abuse. So it starts off as emotional abuse, but then it builds into this emotional abuse that just gets way out of hand and it's, it's intense and it's, um, it's bad. And I think we need to do something. I think this uh, segment will create more awareness to where, People, I hope, uh, will understand what domestic violence is and they'll understand that something really needs to be done about this. Right, right. I love how you mentioned that it kind of branches off into different types of abuse if you don't nip it right in the bud. And it's really interesting because I was actually recently watching an episode of What Would You Do? And that's an ABC show that was started by the news correspondent John Quinones. And basically what he does is he creates these different scenarios um, that are kind of thought-provoking and he they, they're filming hidden cam they have hidden cameras set up and they're filming this scenario and they're waiting to see if anybody will act so for instance they might show an abusive babysitter or they might show you know a, a man drugging his dates drink and they're they're gonna know with the cameras that other people in the restaurant or in the park where the babysitter is at are watching this unfold but they're really trying to see if Americans are gonna be upstanders and take notice and take charge when something like this is going on. And I remember on one of the episodes, it was set at a park and, you know, the two actors, one was a man and one was a woman. They were both in their teenage years and the the man was hurling terrible insults at his supposed girlfriend. And what was really, really sad was that there were so many people who simply walked by the scene. And then following that, John Quinones came out and he said, you know, this has all been for a TV show. And he approached those people who just simply walked by and he said, you know, why didn't you take a stand when you saw this man was clearly verbally abusing his girlfriend? And many of the people actually replied that, well, you know, it wasn't physical. So I didn't think it was my place to get involved. And I think it's that type of incident, that type of realization that should really propel us as a society to fund domestic violence awareness programs more to get the word out there more like we're doing right now because this is a serious issue that not enough people are informed about. Yeah, I mean, even though it's not physical abuse, it's still, it's still hurtful, like emotional abuse. I think, um, you know, as you see with uh, people who are affected by bullies, you know, not all the bullies are um, hurting the person physically. It's a lot of you know, emotional uh, attacks, um, such yeah, as you yeah. know, social media and just in the school community. And those people are affected to a point where it's, you know, fatal, where they make that terrible mistake um, to end their lives because of that. And I think that it shouldn't just be where physical abuse is the only thing that people should intervene in. I think it's 
emotional abuse that people need to start paying attention to. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought up that comparison between domestic violence and bullying because there are some parallels to be drawn between the bully and the abuser. Quite often, you're going to find that both of these individuals really try to turn the situation on its on its side and make it seem like the victim is at fault. You know, if you hear and if you research a lot of the lines that abusers will throw out, it's, oh, you made me do this. You brought me to this point. See what you did to me? And that's quite often what you're going to find with bullies as well. They're going to say to their victim, you know, you shouldn't have done this. You made me bully you. You're so outrageous that you provoked me to do this. And that comes to the point to where they are, uh, they have, they're self-conscious. They're very uh, cowardly is what the word comes to mind is that they have that feeling that they are, um, you know, the higher person that they weren't, they weren't at fault. So it gives them the right to be able to be that way. So. Right, right. And you know, I I love how you said right to be that way, because when the victim doesn't, you know, either reach out for help or peruse all their resources that are available to them to stop this abuse or to stop this bullying, you are in essence handing over your power to the bully or to the abuser. You know, okay, that uh, um, Eleanor Roosevelt quote, nobody can make you feel inferior without their Mm. consent, is that you are handing over that power of them having control over you right to them when you're not standing up to for yourself. And I was thinking, you know, why is domestic violence so rampant in the United States? Why isn't anybody doing anything for themselves? And I'm thinking there are many, many reasons that I can think of right now. And it, and I was thinking, you know, um, there are reasons why women still are trapped in a violent relationship. And that is because you know, the battered women may feel ashamed, like, oh, they can't talk to any about this because it makes them look bad. Or um, doctors, when they when they go to the doctors, many of the doctors don't want to help um, um, because they think that, you know, they're some sort of, um, I don't know, I guess they just feel very self-conscious There's about it. There's a stigma it. around it, yeah. yeah. So they can't go to people or they may feel protective over their partner. Like, oh, I don't want to make their feelings hurt. Or they have fear that reporting the abuse will put them at risk for more violence because most of the time those women have children and they want to protect their children against that person. So it it's kind of a fear thing to where if they do anything, then more violence may happen. And I think there's something that we have got to find out to do to keep those women from having that happen to them to where they can feel comfortable about reporting it. Right. You know, this is a multifaceted problem, but I think slowly we can start to find solutions. Well, thank you very much, Asia, for providing all of this insight. During the break, be sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. If anyone would like to start a club BTSYA at your school, email our producer for more information at Cynthia at StarStyle.com. Stick around for our next se- segment as we de- de- deepen, <laughs> deepen our conversation on domestic violence. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. 
your host will be combing the pages of the mall and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Now, when we're talking about such a weighty topic as domestic violence, you can bet that there are groups of good-hearted people out there trying to right the wrong. Just one quick rendezvous with the internet yields countless organizations who made it their mission to nip abuse in the bud. That's right, Hannah. Even when we're up against a monster of evil, I think it's comforting to know that we still have people willing to take a stand for justice. That's why I really want to call attention to an organization called Break the Cycle, which has retained a special focus on empowering youth to end domestic violence. Believe it or not, teen dating violence is still a huge problem we face. Unfortunately, that is true. It's worth mentioning that according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Nearly 1.5 million high school students nationwide experience physical abuse from a dating partner in a single year. And not only that, but 1 in 10 high school students has been purposely hit, slapped, or physically hurt by a boyfriend or girlfriend, as reported by the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance Survey. The statistics are really quite disheartening, but thankfully groups um, like Break the Cycle are trying to tackle the problem early on. Break the Cycle is the leading program, leading national nonprofit organization that aims to make available comprehensive dating abuse prevention programs exclusively to young people through hosting public campaigns, creating innovative violence prevention programs, or championing effective policies. Break the Cycle inspires, empowers, and supports young people to stop and leave unhealthy relationships. Now, one way that Break the Cycle achieves its mission is by really being proactive in advocating for certain policy changes. As you can imagine, legal systems are not always in the best shape to most effectively and efficiently deal with abuse matters, particularly for young people. So there are a variety of areas we may need to revisit, contemplate, and modify accordingly. One of these areas is called protection orders. And now protection orders are one of the most effective legal tools to help an individual escape a re- abusive relationship. What we need to do is help change dangerous laws that for some reason do not include those who are dating or only allow those who are under 18 years of age to obtain one of these protection orders. 
And wow. they, yeah, I, isn't that incredible that these kids who are, I mean, 1.5 million high school students aren't even able to obtain these protection orders. I feel like domestic yeah. violence is hitting youth just as much as it's hitting adults. And I think it's starting to get worse. Like, even though, you know, there are adults who are being domestically abused, there are still younger kids. And, you know, you may have kids who are in middle school. Like, I'm, I'm positively sure that there are domestically abusive um, relationships in middle school. It's not just high school kids. It's getting younger and younger because kids are starting to have relationships. And those relationships may not be very healthy. And I think that we need to have some sort of law that allows them to be able to get some sort of protection and not have them wait until they're 18 because something can happen before they're 18 to where, I mean, it's not going to be of any use anymore. Right. And, you know, I think the problem is that youth are navigating already such a difficult and trying time period. I mean, growing up is not an easy experience. And I think anyone who has already no. played that game can definitely attest to that. And the yeah. problem is that many young victims of domestic violence are facing such novel issues when compared to adults. I mean, they have to deal with whether or not they need to switch between dorms at their college. How are yeah. they going to tell their parents? How are they going to approach and access the courts? So I think we really need to help meet their needs by advocating for different policies that do things such as fund free targeted help services for youth, you know, services that are designed specifically to meet these challenges that youth face. And yeah. we also need to really implement trainings for systems that serve youth, like shelters, courts, schools, so that they can really be sensitive and vigilant to the problems that these youth are having. I think it needs to be done. I think we need to have more of a focus towards the relationships that are in teenage um, relationships. I think that we need to have just some sort of awareness program. We need to have, um, and we need to give them the confidence that they deserve better than what they're in, that they have the power to be able to take a stand on what they're involved in. And, and they need to have the confidence in society that we're here to help them, that they're not alone in what they're going through. Right. They're, they're not alone. And, you know, unfortunately, some kids just aren't comfortable or don't have that relationship or bond to approach their parents about this issue. Yeah. But we need to advocate for lawmakers to allow youth to disclose dating violence information to counselors, you know, you know to educators, to neighbors, to these other people that can really be their star supporters in this problem and help pull them up from these dregs. But right now, youth just don't know that there's so many people that they can go to approach about these problems. And I think when it comes to parental involvement, that there are instances where the kids don't have a very healthy relationship with their parents. It's a very not, I guess, and it could be a physically abusive relationship, but to where they don't get along with their parents very well, that they look for somebody else to go to, to look for love in, to look for comfort and friendship and just a relationship with, to where they think, well, now that I have somebody to be loved by, they don't want to lose that person, so they're okay with the abuse. They're saying, well, at least I have someone who says they love me instead of my parents not saying it, so. Absolutely, and you know, that's, I think, one of the reasons that kids start getting involved in abusive relationships in the first place and are much less likely to nip it in the bud when may, they may even recognize that, wow, this really is domestic violence because they, they see domestic violence as masquerading, as love. You know, they think it's kind of an aggrandized form of affection and devotion. You, you know, a very attentive boyfriend or girlfriend might be confused with a loving boyfriend or girlfriend. So we yeah. need to really advocate for policies and programs that help youth understand the difference. 
because a lot of the times when they're in the abusive relationship, you know, the partner who's abusive will have their outbreak of violence or just, you know, lashing out at the person. And then afterwards they'll apologize to be like, I'm so sorry. I love you. You know, I love you. I will never do that again. I will try better. I'll try to change. And so the person, the boy or the girl who's involved in that relationship is always constantly thinking, oh, they're going to get better at it so I can give them another chance and I'll keep staying in this relationship. And it, it obviously never gets better if they keep doing that. And most of the time it never gets better. Right. You're going to hear a lot of false promises and a lot of lies as well. And when you're in this kind of situation trying to navigate it, I think you can keep in mind these important questions. Number one, you really have to ask yourself, do you feel safe in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And you alone can answer that. I think you can approach a counselor, you can approach your parents, you can approach your teachers, but that's all kind of after the fact. You have to know within yourself, first and foremost, do I feel safe in this relationship? Is this relationship in my best interest? And then you also have to examine what really goes on when you and your partner disagree. What are those dynamics like? Because Of course, every couple is going to have their arguments, but you really have to have a watchful eye for how your particular arguments play out because in there could really be cues and clues to what type of of abuse you may be facing. Yeah, when you have a disagreement, do you like mutually agree upon something that's a solution or are you constantly being put down by the fact that you don't have the same opinion as your partner? Right, right. And you also have to really examine if your partner is controlling over the small things. You know, it's the small things that can speak volume sometimes. You have to look at finances and phone usage and the people you contact. Is your partner controlling over those? Because the number one tool of an abuser, it's when found time and time, is isolation. They want to keep you away from your family, away from your friends, away from these star supporters who can really help elevate you and take you out of this situation. They know that that's their, their crutch. They know that that's where they've got their power if you have no one to reach out for help to. If nobody's able to be rallied around you, then you, have, you don't have that sense of confidence, so you feel very brought down to the point where now they are the ones who have the control over your feelings. Right, right. And I think it's wonderful that this organization, Break the Cycle, that we were talking about, they've actually created state law report cards to really examine how domestic violence and all of these horrible issues are being handled in different states. And I'm from California, and I am so thrilled that we have an A rating for this. What do you have, Asia? Um, I think it's an A. That's wonderful. I wish more states would follow this model because, you know, it really is a community and a statewide and a nationwide or even international-wide effort because that's what compels these kids to be able to approach their parents, their schools, their community leaders, and even take it to the media sometimes, anything to get the word out. Yeah, and I think that's what we need to start doing more and more. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Asia, for this really enlightening discussion. During the break, be sure to visit our radio website at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundel. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, watch our videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stick around for our next segment as we expand our dialogue on domestic violence. What about the world concerns you? 
Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Today, the theme for our show is raising awareness about domestic violence. We've taken you on a journey through the causes, the harrowing prevalence rates, and the debate over policies. But now we want to share a way that you can personally join in the movement to educate others. Robin McGraw, the founder of When Georgia Smiled, an organization that helps domestic violence victims, recently created something called the Aspire Initiative. And this is a free domestic violence education curriculum that can be used to decrease the amount of relationship abuse in America. Now, this Aspire Initiative was designed for three different age groups, tweens, young adults, and adults. And the best part is that the program is available free in both English and Spanish. And there are three main sections to this curriculum for young adults. The first is, what's the real deal? Where they actually define abuse for you. The second section is, stop it before it starts. And the third one is, take action. Which teaches individuals how to get out of an abusive relationship safely. And how to stay safe once they're out. And I think this point is really important because it's been noted that 70% of domestic violence occurs in the three-week period after you exit that abusive relationship. That's when the domestic violence really hits hard. And I think it's because the abuser is so apprehensive after being separated from his victim or her victim that they don't really know how to react. Yeah, I think that's very true because most of the time that's when the serious abuse starts. Is that when the person tries to leave the relationship, then the per- then the abuser starts to snap and you know, that thing just clicks in their mind, then they start to become even worse. Right, right. And it's so unfortunate because if you just turn on the news for maybe 10 minutes, you're really likely to come across a domestic violence story. Yeah. And some of these that get reported, they are just astounding. I mean, lighting the victim on fire, dozing them with acid, dousing them with acid, all of these things, you know, this is really what happens after the victim tries to leave. And so the issue is trying to get the victim to leave, but in a safe manner, which often means trying to reach out for help and, you know, going to a shelter or reaching out to authorities that can really take you to a location that the abuser can't locate you at. About 80% of the time I'm watching the news, there is some domestic violence story on that has to do with any of those kind of circumstances. And I think it's just really, really heartbreaking. Absolutely. And what, what I love about the Aspire Initiative, though, is that some high school classrooms in America are actually making use of it to teach their students to be on the lookout for signs of domestic violence. 
And I think that's a wonderful thing because I don't know of anything like that happening at my school right now. But I can only imagine that if more kids locally in my area or anywhere around the world were educated from the start at this time period when they're beginning to form relationships, if they're Mm -hmm. aware right now what constitutes domestic violence, I think we could be hoping for a decrease in the rates. I totally agree with that. I think think that schools really need to start having programs like that because out of my entire high school career, I'm, I'm a senior right now, and out of all four years, I have not had any kind of, you know, not even an assembly to where, you know, we talk briefly about that. It's, I don't think I've ever had any kind of, um, you know, just teaching mm-hmm. how to prevent violence in relationships. I think that we really need to start doing that because we have the drug awareness assembly. Yeah, yeah. We had the last segment um, that I was in. And we talked about how schools had the drug awareness assemblies, such as DARE programs and the Red Ribbon Week. But I think we need to start having some sort of thing like that for domestic violence awareness to where teens are educated on the signs of what a domestic violent, uh, domestically violent um, relationship is and how to get out of that safely. Right on. You took the words right out of my mouth because I, too, am a senior. And All this information that I've gathered about domestic violence and really any of these hard issues, they've come from my own being. You know, I've just had the curiosity to look them up or to research them and to seek out all these different resources. And although these are available to many youth nowadays, a lot of them for some reason just aren't compelled to go seek them out. And that means that school systems, communities need to start opening these up, opening these channels up to youth. And... uh, in addition to really defining what constitutes abuse and ways yeah. to stop it before it starts, I think implementing curriculums like the Aspire Initiative in our schools can help show kids like you know, stories from real domestic violence survivors. So if any of those kids in that classroom are currently experiencing that same thing, they know that they're not alone. And many people have been through this before and have redefined triumph for, for themselves by stepping out of these type of situations. And they can do that as well. I agree. I totally agree. And I think what's also really cool is that not only is there the Aspire curriculum that was started by Robin McGraw, but she also helped build the Aspire News app, which is a major development in domestic violence safety. And I think it's one of the first of its kind because the app is actually designed as a normal icon and even has a decoy homepage. So your abuser does not know that you actually have a domestic violence app on your phone which is very important because this app has a feature called the go button and you can activate that the moment that you are in danger. And when you activate that button, it'll send a pre-typed or pre-recorded message to a number of people that you have pre-selected, a number of contacts saying, you know, I'm in trouble, I need help, I'm in danger. And those pre-selected contacts, you know, if you reach out to them before and said that, When I send this message to you, this means I'm being abused. They're going to get that message right away and they're going to know what to do. And they can, you know, phone 911 for you if you're not able to or try to find help for you in in another way. So I think that's a really important part of this app. That is so awesome because I've never heard about anything like that before. And I think that is so, um, so awesome because now the victim has the ability to reach out without the abuser knowing because most of the time if you have a phone the abuser is controlling over that device even though it's not theirs they still have that control over you where most of the time the abuser will ask to look through your phone so if they see that they won't really know what that is so I think that it's 
such a good idea. I think that needs to be spread around more. I think that is so, so awesome. Absolutely. I was astounded when I found out about it because you're, you're right on, you know, when the abuser is going through your phone, this is going to look like a normal app. And the best part is that this app is actually free in both English and Spanish. So anyone can get out there on the app store and get it for free. And when you press that go button on the app, I think this is wonderful too. Not only will it send out that pre-recorded message, but it'll also begin recording audio of everything that is going on in the room. And as you can imagine, that is critical uh, for any sort of legal proceedings because now you've got proof about, you know, the you sounds have, of physical abuse or even verbal abuse. Yeah, because now you have edits because most of the time, um, some of those cases, they're disproven because there's not enough evidence or there's not enough proof about what happened. So now that with the recording of what's going on, so many of these cases will be just brought to justice like that. And it'll be so easy. And I think it'll, I think it'll start to change. Absolutely. And what's great on this app too, is that there's also a location services feature. So it can help you locate different shelters or resources that are nearest to you when you find yourself in this situation. So, I mean, yeah. there's a three tiered approach here. You're getting your message out to all your contacts, you're recording everything in the room and you're identifying places where you can flee to. And, you know, it, it amazes me what technology has enabled us to do in terms of combating these issues like domestic violence, because this is such a novel approach. And I think it's really going to help, you know, make some headway. Yeah. And I think it's starting to um, give the victims the victim status to where most of the time, these people who are being abused are not seen as victims. They're very rarely seen as victims. And I think that's it's starting to come to light um, with all this awareness that's going around, such as this app being um, made, such as people um, bringing awareness groups up. I think that they're starting to, the society is starting to realize that these people who are being abused are now, they're victims. They're not people who are um just staying in a relationship just because there's reason there are reasons why they are trapped in that relationship because it is a very dangerous situation to get out of a abusive relationship because the victims aren't stupid they they know that they can be in danger from everything that can happen and also um you know as we said most of the time when that person tries to get out of that relationship that is when the violence um skyrockets uh, yeah. basically yeah and you know yeah. If I would have known about this app maybe two, three years ago, I don't even think it was out then, but I so wish it was because I actually had a friend who I suspect was in a sort of relationship that wasn't healthy for her. I know her boyfriend seemed to have really a power grip over her because I remember just a month into the relationship, she completely changed. And, you know, as a friend, you can really sense that change in another person that you've been so close to for years and years. And I remember, you know, the day she and her boyfriend ended their relationship, I think she had the courage to really tell him, I am done. I saw a totally new person emerge from her. And so she did it without the aid of something like this app. But I can only imagine how many more women and men that this app can save from these relationships when more people start downloading it, more people start talking about this app, and more people, people start talking about this issue in general. Well, great talk, Asia. It is amazing what technology has allowed us to do in terms of tackling domestic violence. During the break, be sure to visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Hannah Hundle. 
And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, check out our videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are and our Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's sing with the Indie Girls. Join Callie Young and Rinsley Phelps each week as they talk about the music industry with an emphasis on what it's like to sing as performers. We'll give out some great tips on how to make it big and be the next contestant on your favorite reality singing competition. We'll also talk to the artists who are already making it big on the up-and-coming circuit. Indie Girls can be heard live on the Voice America Kids channel every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune up your voice and join in the chorus. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle. And our program is Express Yourself, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Now, we can't hold a domestic violence conversation without bringing up an abuser's right to protect themselves against their abuser. So I was looking around and I found this law called Stand Your Ground. And in South Carolina is one of the 20 or more states uh, that has passed an expansive stand your ground law authorizing individuals to use deadly force in self-defense. The law has been used to protect individuals who shoot someone in self-defense, but prosecutors in Charleston are drawing the line of domestic violence. Can you be- like? Can you? Be- I can't even believe that. Like, you would say that someone who is being attacked out in broad daylight in the public has the right to use deadly force, but someone who is constantly in their home, daily being abused by someone, cannot use the means to protect their own body and their life. I just think that is completely ridiculous. You know, this really is a stunning fact. I agree with you because I remember that this law, Stand Your Ground, that's been adopted in several states now, I believe, was Mm -hmm. actually invoked in the trial regarding the shooting of Trayvon Martin when George Zimmerman apparently shot Trayvon Martin, supposedly in self-defense, and, you know, he was acquitted of that murder charge. But they invoked the Stand Your Ground defense that, you know, he was acting in self-defense. And so, of course, this law is a very brings up a lot of extra baggage and weight because, you know, when we start getting into self-defense shooting and all of this stuff, people are going to have their opinions. But I believe that when something like this is actually put forth and they're saying that, yeah, you can shoot in self-defense, then drawing the line at domestic violence is, is incredible because I, yeah. I wonder why that's not included in 
enacting a self-defense. It was um, in the cases of women who claim they feared for their lives when confronted with violent, intimate abusers, prosecutors say the stand-your-ground law shouldn't apply, and it said the legislator's intent was to provide law-abiding citizens greater protections from external threats in the form of intruders and attackers. Uh, prosecutor uh, Culver Kidd told the Post and Career that, and uh, it says, we believe that applying the statute so that it's reaching to our homes and personal relationships is inconsistent with its wording and intent. And it doesn't matter what the intent is because I believe that protecting yourself through self-defense against anything should apply to any sort of circumstance, no matter whether you're in public, no matter whether in your home or anywhere else, because it doesn't matter who the abuser is or where you are. It is still a matter of your life being in danger. You know, I think it's interesting that the way these law and policymakers are framing this notion of attackers is from the outside, is from the exterior. They're thinking that attackers are only ones who enter into a home. But what we have to realize and what this whole issue of domestic violence awareness really calls attention to is the fact that attackers can reside in the home, unfortunately, and that's the case with abusers that need to be dealt with in appropriate fashions. And I believe there's no difference in whether someone comes into a public restaurant, a public building, a bank, or anything like that. It's It doesn't matter what the status of the building is. It, your home is a building. The restaurant is a building. It doesn't matter where the location is. I think if there is someone who is threatening your life, if you feel threatened, you need to have the right to protect yourself. And now, Asia, do you know why this prosecutor tried to argue that stand your ground should not reach into our homes and with our personal relationships? I, you know, I don't understand what um, gave him the reason for that. I think that there is really no difference. Um, but one of the reasons why the judge had actually sided with, um, with Whitley was because there is an act called the SC Protection of Persons and Property Act. And she was actually put under that to give her immunity from persecution. But I honestly, I don't understand why it is something that's bad to have in our homes because I think the home is where we are daily. We are there for the majority of our life and we are in that home. We are in that relationship with that person. How come we don't have that ability to protect ourselves in a place that we are there the majority of the time? Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I wonder if, this type of issue is being re-examined if prosecutors and citizens also are rallying for a thorough re-examination of this because we often hear about the stand your ground law now that you know the trial of Trayvon Martin really got thrusted into the national spotlight but this is an issue that I actually was not aware about this seems to be one of the provisions of the law that's a little suppressed and that makes me kind of suspicious as to why because maybe there really isn't much popular support rallying around this. Yeah. And I think, you know, there um, there needs to be something that needs to happen because women are dying at the rate of one every 12 days from their domestic partner. And I think that is absolutely frightening. And actually, that statistic is only for just South Carolina. Imagine all the other 49 states. Like how many women die a day from domestic partner abuse in the entire nation? And we absolutely need better laws and we need more education about this as well as safe houses for these women and men um, if they're the ones being abused because it's not just only women. There are men being abused too in their relationships and we need stricter laws so if you just think twice about laying a hand on their partner and I just I think that needs to happen. Don't you agree? 
Absolutely. You know, I think it needs to go both ways as well, this protection for men and for women. I know in my town of Chilliwack, California, I believe we have one woman shelter. Um, but I, I've heard, you know, researching this issue that it's really difficult for men who are finding themselves in these abusive relationships to know where to turn to. Because I think there's such a stigma, really societal, a societal stigma that dictates that, you know, men should be the tough guys and there's no way that they could be experiencing abuse, but that's completely false and unwarranted. I I agree with that. I think that um, a lot of the focus is on women who are being abused. So people don't really, I mean, it's not that they turn a blind eye to it. They just don't understand that it's also men who are being abused as well. So I think that we need to give men the opportunity to find protection be and not give them this um you know ideal that they need to be the tough guys and just deal with it i think that to give them the confidence that they can find help that we need not be so stereotypical about men and also not stereotypical about women to where that they're the only ones being abused and um, towards men that they are the tough guys, so they should be able to handle it. I, just, I think that's ridiculous. Right. This right. notion that men need to be kind of stoic and, you know, not show a lot of emotion about these matters. But when we're talking about an issue like domestic violence, frankly, it's a very emotional matter. It's not very- only for the victim, but I think also for the abuser because he's coming from an uncentered place. You know, there, there's years and decades maybe sometimes of, animosity and hurt build up in there that's causing this abuser to act out in this manner that's not normal and that's detrimental and so we need to really examine all facets of these to- these issues and these problems when we talk about domestic violence and I wonder you know when we're talking about abuse and it affecting both genders have you heard anything about abuse in gay or transgender relationships or are there any statistics on that type of thing because when I was researching this what I found quite interestingly is that, that I was able to glean more statistics about domestic violence against a woman, first of all, than I was against men. But I found nothing really in my quick search on re- domestic violence in relation to gay or transgender relationships. And I think that's an important point to bring bring to light. I think it is. And, you know, there are statistics, but I, I don't see, I didn't really see very uh, um, many statistics. I was looking online and it says there are um, there is abuse in same-sex relationships, but I didn't find any stats on, you know, uh, what is the ratio. Um, but I think that we also need to bring light to that as well. You know, I, I think that's informative in and of itself, the fact that it's not so easy to even find these statistics on gay and transgender relationship abuse. I think that speaks volumes in and of itself because whatever we try to silence, Clearly, there's something there that needs to be examined. The more we try to suppress something, the more society needs to be looking into that because, you know, there's really got to be a problem there. And I just want to put it out there that for anyone who is experiencing domestic violence or know someone who's been subject to abuse, abuse, please call the 24-hour National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or TTY 1-800-787-3224 to discuss your concerns and questions. Thank you so much, Hannah, for this truly impactful conversation. All of these points help us slowly chip away our monstrously at the monstrosity of domestic violence. And as always, all good things must come to an end. And this show helped us understand what constitutes abuse so that we can be stewards of healthy relationships. 
Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia, Brian, Be The Star You Are, and Kids Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Anna Hundle. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be abuse aware, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the now from the Kickstarter of the month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. So many clues
Kids start album of the month. 